often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 559, and in 10 more, it'll be 569. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse with my trusty sidekick, the cat, Agent Fox Mulder, laying on the ground, getting some some rays in from the sun, because it's, it's heating up, the sun's out. And it's like eleven seventeen a.m. So he's he's got all the sun he can he can handle. So I probably should have turned on the AC because it's getting a little a little warm in here. A little warm, a little warm. Uh, yeah, I, might, I might be sweating by the end of this one. I'm not I'm not too bad right now, but you know, another full hour of sun. It could get pretty warm in here, but uh, well, I'll I'll manage. I'll survive. I mean, I I I'm a steel worker <laughs> that tack welds every day, so uh, you know, I would hope I'd be able to handle the heat. I know the cat enjoys it. Although you know, when I get home, I this <laughs> after sweating and everything, like the idea, you know, I don't feel like I I I need to put myself through that at home. I'll pay a little extra in the uh, electric. Bill, to uh, not have to sweat and all that good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. I'm recording this on uh, Seis de Mayo, I guess. Is that what you'd say? The, the 6th of May. As uh, Man, we did, at, at work yesterday, they did give us, and I forgot I made my lunch yesterday, not forgetting that they had mentioned to us that they were going to give us a lunch for Cinco de Mayo. And, uh, oh, man, it, it really hit the spot. It was like, uh, it wasn't really nachos, but it was like big like chips that you'd get with like chips and salsa. And then we put like all the helpings we wanted on there. Like uh, I didn't go with frijoles, no beans, no frijoles for me. But uh, there was a couple of options on the beans, and they had uh, uh, rice with lime which I put some of that on there. I put some of the Mexican rice on there. I put some pollo and some carne on there as well. Some queso and pico de gallo. And, man, I haven't had Mexican food like that in a long time. And uh, it, it harkens back to, uh, of course, when uh, I worked with my uh, friend Gloria, who would bring me real Mexican food all the time. Uh she oh she had such good food. The mole was like the thing I missed the most. Is the is the mole? That shit was good. I don't know. There was there was a lot of good stuff. The tamales. I think her sister made the the tamales. But uh, oh man, the real deal. Holyfield like Mexican food. That sh- you know. Uh, since having that, you know, I just Taco Bell is just like eh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, I'll eat Taco Bell. I haven't had it in years, but it's like it's like uh give me the real shit, you know? Give me the real shit. Also, you know, gives me flashbacks having that because uh, before uh, when I used to go to a uh, union every weekend for the, the show, 
there for quite a while. We were hitting up uh, El Ranchito there in uh, Union by the courthouse, and I was getting fish tacos with some Ijotes green beans uh, and the fried green beans, the Ijotes green beans. Yeah, those are fucking good, man. Get that. The fish tacos, though. I love me a fish taco. And, uh, oh, man. I was really craving fish tacos after that lunch at work yesterday. I wanted to get some. There's nowhere. I mean, there's several Mexican restaurants here in Washington. I don't know that. uh, I imagine at least one or two of them has fish tacos. But I didn't want to. I mean, I could have, like, the takeout. I figured, like, the easiest place to do takeout for me would have been, like, there's a new taco place right over by Schnucks. But they don't have fish tacos. <laughs> I was bummed when I looked at their menu and didn't see fish tacos. I drove by there to see if maybe they had, they did have a bunch of shit going on. I really thought it was like, you know, it's going to be a real pain in the ass to get in and out of a fucking Mexican restaurant on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Even if you're doing takeout. I really didn't feel like going into a place, so I skipped out on getting, like, fucking tacos last night, which sucks, because I was really craving it. I was really craving it, and uh, love me a fish taco, man. Also, there's the Street Side Taco that used to be downtown uh, Washington on uh, Front Street that uh, had they had fish tacos, and they had uh, good fucking food. Unfortunately, the owner was a, apparently a real piece of shit. <laughs> was uh and i i remember my friends immediately like throwing him under the bus when we heard some of the stuff cuz like he got in trouble for like he had some pot and he crossed straight li- state lines or something like that but and he was a felon uh previous from other stuff that he had gone to prison over and then so again this is just from my recollection of the thing i don't remember exact things i may be wrong on some of this but uh and I was confused as I guess who the owner was, because um, there was like a, a this one dude that was there all the time, and apparently he wasn't the owner. Uh, but I was like, I wanted to get him out of the doubt. Hey, he served his time and all this shit. <laughs> and but it he crossed state lines. He had a weapon, I think, and some pot or something like that. And is you know, if you're a felon, I believe in most states, like you're not allowed to uh, own a firearm. I think it varies per state. Anyway, and uh, and then you know once that came out, he he had gone back to prison, I guess. And then like more and more shit came out about the stuff, and uh, <clears throat> perhaps some stuff he was doing with minors and everything in there. And uh, I got to hear a lot more of the Jersey time. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, damn it! In reality, I was just like, damn it, I don't want these awesome ass tacos to go away. <laughs> just like son of a bitch. Uh, I really enjoyed those tacos. And it was like uh like California, Baja style shit, you know. Like you go in there and just oh. Oh, and they had killer mixed drinks, man. Killer mixed drinks. They'd have a lot of like frozen ones and it would like uh stuff you wouldn't normally go, you know, have it anywhere else. I'm just like this is fucking good. This is fun. I mean, the frozen margaritas were good, which I re- I did get a margarita from the gas station. I got some Cayman Jack margaritas in a can. 
So I, I celebrated Cinco de Mayo a little bit. I had two of those last night, and I don't drink hardly at all anymore. So I was pretty buzzed when I was playing the Call of Duty last night. <laughs> uh, wasn't helping uh, my buddy Rob out too much on uh, Warzone. As, uh, the, the, I was a little too uh, distracted from the uh, margaritas. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, I miss the, the tacos, the food there at Streetside Taco, you know, I didn't know the owners, so uh, <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame that, uh, the, the, it turned out like that. And, uh, like, cause I really did like that food. <laughs> I, I wish we just had like a taco cart, like a taco stand. That's what I was really wanting last night. I was like, man, if there was just a taco stand in every corner, dude, oh, where I can get fish tacos anytime I want, just go to the taco stand, get like there was the hot dog man, which I guess he's still around. They did have like a big hot dog cart there for a while that's now gone, but I believe the hot dog man still has a thing on, on wheels <laughs> cart <laughs> uh I, I don't know i haven't heard about the hot dog man in a while um man oh just thinking about that like just a food truck with just nothing but tacos on it and uh it's crazy because when i was a kid i did not like mexican food because well i don't like beans i still don't like beans and uh, whenever my parents, they would usually make like, uh, well, I guess not tacos. It wasn't a, really a thing, but when they had burrito, they did burritos a lot, and the burritos always had beans in it. And like, I'm fucking out, <laughs> peace out. I wouldn't have made it in the Wild West, at least you know the way it's depicted in movies, <laughs> where they just like eat nothing but like a can of beans. I guess they. You know, yeah, they just go like, let's put some beans on the fire. <laughs> That's how we survive, it's beans. I feel like there was probably a little bit more to the diet there. You know, maybe they had some uh, animals and stuff around, eat some of that. And uh, I would think, though, you know, that a lot of the Mexican cuisine we enjoy today, it's probably a lot of those options around. I mean, there was probably corn still. Being around, they can make corn tortillas, and uh, you know, throw some throw some other stuff on there. Some carne, some queso. Although queso, I mean, in the in the frontier days, probably not. Oh, there's a process to making cheese. Probably a little harder to have. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a process to making tortillas too. But I mean, like, uh, I don't know, like Mexico. I mean, they make those for fucking ever. Imagine. Uh, I don't. I don't know how involved that process is. <laughs> I've never made a tortilla myself. And, you know, the, uh, my younger days, of course, he, he, you know, I'm an American, uh, Anglo-Saxon, I guess. Of course, I'm just like a... I feel like there's a bunch of nationalities just had a circle jerk into a Dixie cup and I swam out of it. Um, I'm saying, I, you know, I don't think I have any Latino heritage. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we had the flour tortillas, you know, and uh, I missed out because I didn't enjoy the corn tortillas. Some good shit, some good shit. And uh, I never had like mole and shit when I was a kid. I mean, there's so many good 
so much good like Mexican food. Like holy fuck. I didn't have real tamales till I started hanging around like real Mexican people. This fan these are fucking amazing. You get some uh, salsa verde in there, some fucking some pollo <laughs> and fucking oh wrapped in the corn husk. Fantastic. Fantastic. Love that shit. Love it. I'm making myself hungry, and it's around lunchtime, and I haven't eaten since, uh, well, I guess it was like two hours ago. I had some breakfast, a little bit of breakfast. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to pause just so I can go fucking eat. Oh, fuck. I wish there was a goddamn taco stand. I'm, like, talking about this. Like, damn it. Taco stand that also has mole. Oh, so good. But uh, it was also Star Wars Day the other day, and... uh May the 4th. And uh, I feel like I chose the wrong decision of which Star Wars movie to watch. As uh, I figured, you know what? I haven't given The Rise of Skywalker a full watch since the fucking thing was in the theater. And uh, I think I only went and saw that one in the theater like once, maybe twice, whereas the previous, I don't know, six Star Wars movies or whatever that came out, I saw in the theater at least four to five times. Uh, except, for, well, I saw The Last Jedi several times, even though I was not really a fan of it. <laughs> and uh, by the time Rise of Skywalker came out, like there was such a bad taste in my mouth from The Last Jedi that, man, it was... I was like, you know what? It's been a f- couple of years since I've watched Rise of Skywalker. Maybe I'll feel differently about it. And no, no, I feel like I disliked it more watching it. And uh, although I, I think... Last Jedi is like even worse, but I don't know. They're both pretty bad, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of people that really love like Last Jedi, but come on, the slow space chase <laughs> that makes no sense, and the fact that they built up Snoke so much as this overlord, this supreme being that you know it it really seemed like they were gonna say that this is Darth Plagueis. Or something to that nature that he was an ancient Sith. Which it really should have been. But it, it feel like Ryan Johnson was spending way too much time on the internet. Listening to people and their Star Wars theories. And going, you know what? I'll prove them all wrong. I'll show them and their fucking theories. And then he just shit all over everything that was built up in The Force Awakens. Which I really enjoyed Force Awakens. Even though it was basically just... A retelling of the new a uh, new hope. I mean, it was the new hope. I mean, the Death Star in the end, basically, with the Star Killer base, whatever the fuck it was called, and uh, it was just much larger, <laughs> which was uh, really fun. I mean, it was basically a new hope with new characters, but you know, I felt like I was interested in uh, seeing a lot of the stuff, and then in the, I felt like the. Uh, other two movies that were supposed to come out in the trilogy were going to really um, have a lot more shit in it. Like, uh, uh, I thought that uh, they would uh, expand on the Knights of Ren. That is the uh, crew that was hanging out with Kylo Ren. And uh, they did not. <laughs> you didn't get to even see them again. Because uh, I'm pretty sure they were not. I mean, it's been a few years now since I watched Last Jedi. So I tried to cleanse that from my <laughs> my, my brain and all. Uh, but uh, 
I don't believe they're in there. And then all of a sudden, you get to you do get to see him in the Rise of Skywalker, and yet Kylo's just fighting them. There's no explaining the Knights of Ren. You don't get <laughs> any kind of backstory on this. Who I mean, they the in the Force Awakens, they look real badass and shit, and it's like, oh man, he's gonna fuck some shit up, and. uh which sucks because, you know, I really enjoy a lot of the actors and stuff that were in, like, the newer trilogy. I just feel like the direction behind it, the writing and the directing and uh, all of that was really sent it down the shitter. <laughs> and there was a lot of stuff. I mean, I went, and, I spent a lot of money going to see uh, all three of those movies in the theater. And I, you know, I, I took my mom to go see them. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, again, like, Force Awakens and, like, Last Jedi. I know I saw those, like, four or five times. I know, like, the the Force Awakens, I probably saw, like, five times in the theater when it first came out. And uh, one of the times was at the uh, Science Center, which is pretty pricey. And, it, uh, I mean, I was all about it. I was so fucking pumped to see Star Wars in the theater again. That's uh, it was a big thing. And I, I'm... Really, you know, ecstatic to see, like, Star Wars again in the theater. Although, I feel like I kind of ruined it a little bit uh, the other day watching uh, The Rise of Skywalker. I should have I should have went back and watched A New Hope, man. <laughs> should have rekindled it. The, the, the love. As, uh... Like, the, the Mandalorian. Speaking of, like, being a little bit of a disappointment. This last season wasn't as great. It wasn't as great. Um, I don't hate the Mandalorian now, but like uh, it was a bit of a disappointment. Last episode was more involved, but from what I understand, a lot of it had to do with you know the uh, the firing of Gina Carano and stuff. Really threw a wrench into what they had uh, worked out. They had other stories and like uh, they had to toss a lot of shit, and uh, it was like last minute kind of. Uh, things that went into effect and uh supposedly the the next season like John Favreau's already got it all written out and everything and this next season's supposed to be real good real real good and i imagine grogu is going to be in all kinds of star wars shit like the newer ray movies i would you know it's already been rumored that grogu is going to be in there and I, I feel like, you know, that's, that's probably a, a thing because, you know, Grogu, by that point, is going to be a, uh, quite a bit older. He can probably talk. <laughs> he might be a, he's probably a full-fledged, maybe a full-fledged Mando at that point. I mean, riding the, possibly the riding the Mythosaur. As, uh, it seems like we will get that sometime in the future, but uh, there's definitely going to be some... Uh, time hops on uh you know where we see Grogu I, I imagine it's not just going to be in the Mandalorian I, I I would assume we're going to see him pop up in some Star Wars movies and possibly some other shows and in the future that being said I I am uh, interested to see what happens with this Soka uh series this one they're saying it's supposed to be pretty good you know uh, you know, I'll be the judge of that. I'll be the judge of that. Let's see, you know, let's see what happens. Um, 
but uh, that one's definitely looks promising. You got Ray Stevens. Isn't that his, I believe that's his name. Shit. He was played the uh, Punisher. Uh, or, or, or wait a minute. Stevenson. Sorry, Ray Stevens was the guy that the uh, he did those awful songs. Like back in like the eighties and shit. Ray Stevenson. <laughs> uh I loved his Punisher Warzone. I was a fan of that. But uh I don't I you know I don't know if it ranks uh up as high quite as the uh, Dolph Lundgren Punisher, but uh I did enjoy Punisher Warzone. I thought that was good stuff. And uh I he's playing I guess a bad guy, from what I understand. Um as uh they've got a little bit of clips of him in the uh trailer for Ahsoka and uh the Admiral Thrawn stuff should be pretty decent. I mean they've been building the return of Thrawn the Thrawn Thrawn <laughs> for a while. Uh it it doesn't make me think of when I think of May the fourth though, also uh unrelated note to the actual movies and such. Um, it brings me back to uh, May of the 4th of 2019, which I just so happened to be whenever I decided to go to Russia last time. I didn't shit the bed, and I did get that uh, nesting doll, Star Wars nesting doll that uh, I'm looking at right now. It, uh, handmade it's you know I guess the last thing I'll ever get from Russia because it doesn't seem that I'll ever be able to go there again unfortunately as uh, relations are not good thanks to uh, the whole uh, war situation and all and uh, yeah that could be difficult ever traveling there again I'd also like to go to Ukraine at some point but uh, again there's a war there that could be a problem man this <sighs> Really cool handmade stuff, though. I'm glad that I got... I The first trip I went, I did get my mother a uh, Winnie the Pooh one. And, of course, it's got all the characters, the outside one being Winnie the Pooh. <clears throat> and it's just hand... You know, these are all hand-painted. And uh, the Star Wars one, the Vader one, you got on the outside. And uh, really good detail on that. Then Yoda looks really decent. Looks really good. And then it gets a little, these smaller ones gets a little weird. Like there's this Luke Skywalker one, which he's got like this pig nose and stuff and weird hands, like little Donald Trump hands, like very tiny hands. But then you go even smaller and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Alec Guinness one is in the ins- next to that. That's a solid job. That is a really good looking face. I don't know what, why they made the strange decisions with the Luke Skywalker one. That's very strange. And then there's an R2 one that doesn't, I'm assuming is R2. It doesn't really, that one's, it's just a kind of, but the man, the Obi-Wan Kenobi looks fantastic. I mean, that looks like Alec Guinness. I don't know about the Skywalker thing. (laughs) I haven't opened this thing up in a while, (laughs) but I bought that on Star Wars Day in Russia, and it was like, I feel like that was the day Peter Mayhew died. Or he died, I know he died right around Star Wars Day. Which, I guess I'll have to look that up. But, uh, 
Oh man. So so cool. I'm glad that I finally got myself one on the last trip because of course the first trip I did not. I just got my mother one. Like, oh you got something, you know, handcrafted that you really I mean that's a Russian thing, is the like the nesting dolls. <clears throat> and uh although I would imagine I mean they probably haven't and that might be a thing in Ukraine too. Around that, you know, area. I'm not sure who started that. I, I believe the Russian Russians. Nesting dolls. Uh, one says, are nesting dolls Ukrainian or Russian? Yeah, it says, although the nesting dolls are most commonly associated with Russia, they have a counterpart in Japanese culture. Oh, really? They're the wooden dolls known as Kokeshi, on which Anatoly Mamontov had based the original Matryoshkas. Oh, really? Huh. I did not know that. The Matryoshka isn't... I mean, they got that from the Japanese. That is very interesting. Maybe I knew that at some point, but I I don't recall... (laughs) Call hearing that before. That's very, very interesting. Um, which brings me back to, uh, I know I was gonna look up the when Peter Mayhew died, but uh, uh, yeah, I'll look, I'll look that up real quick. Oh shit, there's a Beatles nesting one that's really cool. Uh, Uh, Peter Mayhew died. Oh no, he. That was in April thirtieth, so it was a few days before Star Wars Day. But I mean, I. I know it happened. I found out about it while I was in Russia. I don't remember what I know. I was there on Star Wars Day. Um, I, f- I feel like I probably found out it before then. Either way, I mean, it was a few days before Star Wars Day. Just a couple of days. <clears throat> I couldn't remember if it was the exact day of. Anyway. Um, there. <laughs> I don't know if I should play the audio of this. <laughs> I'll hook this up. But uh, there was a... Uh, Muffin Man sent me a fucking... A clip of a Japanese game show, which we had played a clip, and I don't know if it was the same game show. Um, we had played a clip of a Japanese game show many years ago on the podcast. Um, and uh, <laughs> the the one we played, at least the one, I, we, we may have played a few clips from Japanese game shows because they have like the greatest game shows on the planet Earth. <laughs> they got the craziest shit. And I lo- when one of the things I love is, like, they play for almost no money. Like, the money they're playing for, like, American game shows, it's like, your chance at winning $10 million. And uh, it, it's, a, it, well, I mean, Jeopardy, I've always been a fan of Jeopardy, and that's not, like, millions of dollars unless you fucking win for, you know, a couple months straight or something ridiculous. But it's still, like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars generally that you can win. Um, Japanese game shows, it's, it's nowhere near that, (laughs) but like the Japanese game shows are, um, 
fucking great. The the one I remember playing on the show is uh we there was a straight male porn star um that uh was uh on there and uh he, the whole premise was he had to s- He had to, uh, <laughs> there was a gay guy who was, like, not the most attractive guy. He was an overweight fella, but, uh, apparently he was quite good at giving head. Um, fuck out of here. Get the, f- mm. get the fuck out of here. Oh, no, 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 no. Um. Duh. Shiza. Uh, apparently I clicked on the wrong fucking. Oh no. <laughs> Shiza. I may have just destroyed <laughs> my shitty laptop. Uh, is this real? Like, I don't know if this is real. This is a, uh, I got a, I feel like this might be, God damn it. Um, it says I had a, a like a Trojan spyware thing. Um, This is a shit. (laughs) It is completely blocked. I don't know that this is a... I'm going to have to Google some shit on that because like, this this, 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 is a pretty... It could be... (laughs) It could be legit. (laughs) I know half the time this happens, it's like, "Ah, this this is bullshit. Um, this might be actual Windows security, though, telling me this. Um, but, uh, that really threw me off my game. Um, let's see, scam. Let's see, how to remove Windows Defender security warning. Scam. Here we go. This is, uh, yeah, this seems like a scam. <laughs> uh,. Do to do, do. Yeah, this is a god damn you. I thought that was <laughs> I it seemed like a scam. Yeah, I'm not calling this number in bullshit. Um just tell me how to get rid of it. Anyway, I got completely di- Distracted by this. I mean, they fucking make it just impossible to, uh... Where where the fuck is the... Hmm. Yeah, force close your uh, browser. It's a... End task, motherfucker. There we go. And... 
that should have gotten rid of it, hopefully. <laughs> it just works close the browser. Um, all because I wanted to look pull up this shit. For the, well, I guess we're not looking up that Japanese game show. Anyway, the Japanese game show that we, we talked about on the podcast. Um, start new session. Don't do the old one. Let's not do that. Um, as, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, the straight male porn star and, uh, I think crisis averted. Hopefully they didn't actually infect my computer with anything there, uh, doing that. But I guess I'll find out before too long as, uh, <laughs> that's kind of a pisser. I was hoping to be able to, maybe I should just pull it up on, uh, the old, uh, the old phone. Cause I know I've pulled it up on there. Uh, anyway, this, this show, the old one, the, the, of course this big, uh, gay fella that, uh, apparently was quite good at giving head went up against this straight, uh, porn star. And the whole premise was like, uh, to win, I guess the male porn star was playing, or maybe people were betting to see who, would, who would win. Of course, the male porn star would win by not not finishing, not coming by the uh, the gay guy uh, uh, blowing him. <laughs> and <laughs> the objective, of course, uh, of the uh, the sword swallower was uh, to, of course, get the the man the 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 straight male porn star to ejaculate. And uh, spoiler alert, he did, he did, <laughs> and. He had this move that he called like the vacuum or something like that. And the sounds of it were just fantastic. Just fantastic. Uh, so, so good. <laughs> uh, just like playing that back in my head. I wish I had that sound like, uh, all queued up or something. Like it was just so, so funny as, uh, and the, the reaction, of course, the male porn star was absolutely fantastic. As he's just, he's trying not to. He's just like, I'm not going to give in. I'm not, I'm not coming for you. Damn it. And then he, he does. <laughs> and of course, this is a game show. I believe this is on like normal Japanese television. Uh, but, you know, I'm not a, an expert on all of that shit. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it, uh, oh, man. That was so good. That was the one we played back in the day. And while Muffin Man sent me a link to uh, another Japanese game show that uh, was a jerk-off competition. Or, well, the, I guess it was a competition. It was like a game show. But uh, they're, they're, they're doing karaoke, man. And the guy's getting, like, jerked off while he's doing karaoke. <laughs> and the faces that he's given... Well, it's a very attractive woman is jerking him off and she's got her head like right at his head and just smiling. It's like the weirdest shit. And uh, he's trying to sing the song and I'm like, holy shit, the Japanese know how to do karaoke. I know it originated there. But goddamn, they know they know how to do some karaoke. And it was like, holy shit, watching that. I was like, we've been doing it. I've been doing it wrong for years. That is not how I've done karaoke here. That is definitely not how I've done karaoke. That is uh that is that is new to me. And it, it didn't occur to me to try karaoke like that. 
And like, uh, and no, I I have not tried to just like jerk off while doing karaoke. It's like I feel like maybe you know that would be a way to train for it. Um, because I don't have any plans to go to Japan <laughs> right now. I feel like that too was uh just part of a game show and not necessarily had anything uh to do with um like it wasn't like that's all they do on the game show. I feel like that's just one of the things cuz I know the the male porn star bit that was just like one of the games th- that they did. I I feel like it, you know, they change it from one to the next as uh as opposed to uh you know, being all about like that's what the the game is every time, and uh, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it, it fucking hilarious. And unfortunately, because of my, the way uh, that that did in my computer, I'm afraid to click on any of these other sites that, uh, of course, might at least give me the appearance that it's like infected my computer. But just the fact that they uh, are trying to get me to. Spam, uh, you know, make me think my computer has a virus and call them, which is always bullshit when it tells you to call this number to contact them. And we'll walk you through it. Yeah, you're going to get contacted. You're going to contact some guy in India that uh, says he's Bob from Microsoft. <laughs> uh, which actually might have been kind of funny had I called that number <laughs> for the podcast. I just walked them through it, but I don't know. I don't know. That's more of you know, scam baiting's more of a, a a thing for if you want to see some good scam baiting, go to Kit Boga on uh, on YouTube. That that fella, he's done some good scam baiting, which sounds a lot like masturbating. It sounds like something you should do in Japan while doing karaoke. Um, <laughs> holy shit, that uh, that that brings like a totally new level of. Uh, of difficulty to karaoke. Although I feel like, you know, if you're about to come, like you might be more relaxed up there on stage. Like if you get to that point, like, uh, you know, there's like, I get a little nervous up there and like, I've done it enough though now to where, you know, I, I can do it. And, uh, but I still don't feel, I don't feel normal <laughs> going on stage and singing karaoke. It's like, uh, I'm not a very good singer. Feel like maybe if I were to be up there with a guitar and trying to play some tool song, I feel like I'd be a little bit more comfortable because I've done that a lot, <laughs> and it doesn't require me using my voice. As uh, um, but uh, man, that was. I mean, that just seems like like a total different level of karaoke. Unfortunately, it didn't seem like I knew what the song was. I was hoping it was an American song. It did not seem that way. It the the lyrics. I mean, the, it seemed familiar, but the lyrics at least were in Japanese. So maybe it was like a cover of some kind of song that I would know. But uh, <laughs> it would be great to have like audio of I don't know Neil Diamond's uh, "Sweet Caroline" <laughs> and just getting a hand jab. Although it would be really funny if they did like a blowjob and you can hear the audio of the, the you know, the gurgles and everything with the, uh, <laughs> all of that. And, uh, you know, the classic staples. I'm thinking like, what's, what's another good classic karaoke one that I hear all the fucking time? I don't know. Sweet Caroline would be great though because it usually gets the audience participation and, you know, maybe that could get you over the fact that you're also getting a, 
HJ and uh, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> that so good part would be great though. So good, so good. It's like I imagine that being like the part where it just like blows the load. So good. Uh, I think the premise on that too is like to win. I'm not sure what the win is. Maybe it's just getting a hand job from a very attractive woman is just part of is the the win that you get. <laughs> but I believe it is uh just uh you to win you have to cuz there was like a dollar amount. Well, it was like a yen amount. I believe yen is still what they use for currency there. Um and the yen I believe is uh less than a dollar. Let's see here. I remember seeing like the it fluctuating and I, I guess the if you finish the song before you get finished is is the real win. Like that's the challenge. But how long you last, I believe, is uh let's see here, yen to USD. Let's see what that transaction is. Oh jeez. Um I wanna say it was like ninety four seems like a number, which is seventy cents. <laughs> I could have swore I saw like 94 yen to uh which is again 70 cents holy shit um now I'm quite interested in Japanese game show prizes oh oh, oh can't type all right let's see prizes <laughs> Hmm. What's the biggest prize? Twelve million dollars. Well, they do have some that you can win some uh, some really big uh, money. Like this one says, says I survived a Japanese game show. The winner takes home two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But that was, I mean, I, the ones I've seen, usually they're not playing for jack shit. Um, oh, the, I thought that sounded familiar. I survived a Japanese game show. It was an American reality show. The first season premiered on ABC of 2008. Um, they do. They did go to Japan and take on. The reason why that's such a big prize, though, had to be because of the fact that you know, it was uh, an American show going to Japan. Um, <laughs> there's some crazy. Uh, I miss like uh the Japanese show, like uh they were spoofing, I guess, Japanese game shows, but the MXC Most Extreme Challenge that uh, they took, like, a Japanese game show and then, like, did, like, crazy voiceovers to it. Um, and that shit was fucking funny. Um, I don't know if they still do that, but, like, most extreme challenge. That stuff was so fun to watch. It was it was good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're not airing it anymore. Stuff was good. I, there was, you know, a couple seasons of that. Enough to, I mean... I don't remember it much, but, uh, uh, I loved, uh, too. I mean, there was some great Japanese, I mean, Iron Chef watching that back in the day. That's good shit. 
Iron Chef, the Jap like I am interested to go to Japan, but like the culture is so different over there that it does freak me out a little bit. I mean <laughs> They got all this fucking jerking off and shit on their contests and stuff. I don't think I would be able to do that. I don't, like, it really, like, uh, if I were to sign up for a karaoke contest that involved being jerked off while doing karaoke, like, I was, I'm thinking, like, you know, like, nah, no, nah, I don't think this is going to work out. That, like, this is just going to be a... Ugh, <laughs> uh, that's, that, uh, that... <laughs> And, you know, there's the whole panties in the vending machine stuff. Like, there's some very strange stuff. And they seem to have, uh, pedophilia seems to be, like, a, a kind of kind of a big thing. Not quite as bad as, like, say, in, like, Thailand and stuff. But they do have a particular big fetish on, like, the schoolgirl thing in Japan. Like, that's a, that's a very big fetish. And it, that for whatever reason, there's guys, like, in their 50s, and 60s and I guess my age you know in their 40s and stuff that go after that are just love these like teen idols that are like uh I don't know like the best reference now like the most recent like young teen idol is but you know Britney Spears is obviously one that would be in like my age group <laughs> she's I think a couple years younger than me but uh like you know Ariana Grande but she's like even like older now but uh like the big like teen sensation whatever it is some young teen girl out there singing and then you see the crowd and it's all these old fucking dudes and like that's fucking super creepy (laughs) it's like what the fuck it's one thing to like be into their music you know to like I'll rock out to some like pretty cheesy shit to some fucking I'll, I'll put some Britney on bitch or some uh, Katy Perry. I prefer some Katy Perry. Um, but I'm not exactly the demo for that. <laughs> you know, there's if it's a good tune, it's a good tune. I don't see myself ever going to a concert. <laughs> Unless I just, ha- ha- it happens to be free, and I'm just like, hey, yeah, yeah, fuck it. But like, the, I've definitely seen videos of these concerts in Japan, and it's just, it's small concerts, isn't, but it's like a room with just like old dudes, like, oh yeah, oh fuck yeah, and they might as well have their dicks, dicks in their hands, and just like jerking off, like the whole time, like fuck yeah, this teenage girl, it's, it's fucking weird, it's fucking weird, man. That being said, there's some pretty awesome shit going on in Japan, I mean all the video games and such, and just uh, <laughs> the fact that they're, they're I don't know if they're. I imagine they're probably into some furry action, but they have a lot of mascots, not necessarily involved with sex. <laughs> now I I feel like this is gonna send a, my computer into another fit, but uh, I feel like oh, I'm gonna have to Google are furries big in Japan. Uh, in Japan, I I'm gonna say yes. Uh, Japanese furry culture. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's going to be, this is a post on Reddit, Japanese furry culture. I'm trying to learn about the Japanese furry culture and eventually write about it. Oh, this trying to learn about it. I Come on. Hmm, this is for affinity. Oh, this is, I guess, forums for, uh, 
for the furries. Um, and this is just a bunch of pictures. I was hoping for some fucking forum talks about it, which it led me to believe that was the case. Uh, it says, mm, there is a, there's Japan meeting of furries. Like, I want to know, is it a big, there's a Pornhub has Japanese furry porn videos, of course. Um, I got to imagine like furries, like that seems like the biggest place for furries would be Japan because I mean, they, they're so big into, uh, their mascots. I know, uh, John Oliver did a thing on it on last week tonight and he had his own like mascot that I don't know that that mascot ever took part in a furry orgy or anything of that nature. Maybe, maybe not. There's... Uh, see mascots. I think they call them something else. There's a. Here we go. Here's an article. The essential guide to understand Japanese uh national mascot obsession. There's a. Have you heard of J- Japan's Yuro Kayara mascots? Each mascot is like an anime character come to life. We all know and love the that Japan has a not-so-secret eccentric side. <laughs> Which is exciting and also, like, yeah, fucking... Kind of frightening. <laughs> this is on Fluentu.com. Side note. Modern Japanese culture celebrates the sugary sweet and the downright adorable like no other. Well, the nation's recent obsession with the Yuru uh, Kiara uh, might be going a little overboard. You might be wondering, what's so strange about oversized stuffed animals? All our sports teams have mascots, too. Sure, you'll hear about these guys when you learn Japanese baseball vocabulary and acquire soccer lingo, but it goes far beyond that. First off, Japan's national mascot obsession has left the country positively overrun. There are now so many that people are losing track of which mascot mascot is which. As well as the products, teams, programs, organizations, and social movements they were created to represent in the first place. It's gotten to the point where the Japanese government has actually had to start cracking down with mascot population control. Holy shit, are they killing mascots? Is there a euthanizing mascots <laughs> policy? Is this like the one-child policy in uh, China? (laughs) One mascot policy. Let's see. uh. (laughs) This has spurred on public outcry and intense debate over which mascots should have their lives spared. Yeah, shit. There's a a mascot death squad roaming the streets of Japan. Uh, Tokyo. (laughs) It doesn't say that. I'm just... I'm reading between the lines here. (laughs) After seeing museums... Schools, prisons, and even the military join the Yuru Kayara craze. That's right, the Japanese Army, Navy, and Air Force now have stylish anime representatives. I had to find out if there was another purpose behind the mascots other than simple entertainment. Is there something more behind those big synthetic eyes? Keep reading and get informed because you're bound to encounter these bizarre, colorful characters while traveling in Japan. Which, I'm down for this. As long as their sex isn't involved. That's... Man, that would throw off that karaoke competition way more if you had a mascot jerking you off. Um, (laughs) The Essential Guide to Understanding Japan's National Mascot Obsession. From 
cute to creepy Yuru Kayara, uh, which I'm just guessing that's how you pronounce that. I feel like I'm probably wrong. Um, they are still on the rise in Japan. They prance around street fairs, sporting events, community gatherings, and tourist destinations. The combination of the word Yuri, uh, loose or relaxed, and Kayara, uh, which means character, is a perfect way to describe the quirky mascots, some of which have already gained international recognition. Like an invasive animal species, mascots took over Japan when two influential mascots gained a strong foothold in their new territory. Nowadays, the whole world has come to learn about them through news sources, bloggers blogging about Japanese language and culture, popular movies, and television shows. Uh, and then it goes into like the actual mascots here for a bit. Um, yeah, there's... Fucking... There's some creepy ones. Wow, this one's got like a cabbage head. <laughs> Meron Kuma. He's got like a cabbage head. Uh, apparently they're all over, basically, is what this article's about. I mean, there's there's a fuck ton of them. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of mascots. And uh, there is a... <laughs> uh, I, I'm misspelling names here. John Oliver. Mascot. Here we go. This is a... Yeah, he's got... There's the Pringles mascot. That's freaking me out. Damn it. Oh, Cheetan. I forgot about Cheetan. <laughs> uh, Chi-John is like the... Uh, the the John Oliver one, Chi John, as uh, they they went to uh, Japan with Chi John, and it it looks like some you know <laughs> fucking weird creature, but also John Oliver. <laughs> it's got the glasses and the hair, and, uh, and man, that's really freaking me out. That is really freaking me out. That's uh, I I don't say that. Chi John. Uh, that uh, that would be pretty exciting, though, to be to Japan. I feel like that would be completely culture shock for me. Like, Europe was, you know, different, like, especially being in Russia. But I don't think it's that different as, say, going to Japan. I feel like probably the craziest for me would be to go to, like, you know, North Korea or something. Or perhaps Iran. I feel like North Korea would be the the biggest change in culture, and I'd I'd be scared to do anything there. You know, I don't want to go to a fucking North Korean concentration camp or something of that nature. You know, for breaking some weird fucking North Korean law. Uh, I feel like South Korea wouldn't be be so bad, of course. Um, other than its you know closeness. In uh, geography to uh, North Korea, you know, if I'm not right on the DMZ, that'd be kind of weird. Um, that being said, the Japan man of the places like I feel would be safe to travel to for me, but it would just be just so unusual in good ways and some kind of fucked up ways. <laughs> like ah. Uh, 
just to like, I would just love to just go to Japan and go to like the store, you know, the, it seems so different. And just to see, I know they have a huge fixation on vending machines and not just the ones that dispense pan, used panties, which is really fucking weird. But they have vending machines for everything, everything. And, uh, that's kind of cool. I feel like I, man, that's something we could use a fish taco vending machine. Now that I like bring it back around to Cinco de Mayo there, where's my fish taco vending machine, (laughs) which I'm going to look it up. Fish taco (laughs) vending machine. There has to be one, right? There has to be a fish taco vending machine. Uh, which led me to fishtacoonline.com. Fishtacoonline.com. Your neighborhood spot. I feel like this isn't near me. <laughs> uh, this is uh where the fuck is this place at? I don't think this is near me. Where is, where is this? Fish taco. Locations. Where's locations? Give me some locations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not in this state. Uh, Maryland. What was that? Virginia? Uh, Goddamn. Yeah, I'm a little far from that. Fuck. That's, that's sad. There's fucking fish taco restaurants. Maybe... <laughs> I hadn't planned on going to Maryland for any reason, but now I guess I have one. There's a fish taco restaurant. Holy fucking shit. Um, Hefe's original fish tacos in Miami. There's plenty of places that I just like. Yeah, I don't think there's any fish tacos. Oh, fish, 10 best fish taco truck in LA. Oh, that sounds amazing. That's what I want here. Fish taco truck. That sounds amazing. Why can't why can't we have that? Why can't have we why can't we have good things? <laughs> Holy shit, that would be so amazing. Uh I'm not gonna start one. I'm not gonna start a fish taco truck. I don't think you want my fish tacos. I have no experience making them. I feel like maybe I wouldn't do such a hot job. But damn, I uh, now I'm back talking about it. And I'm like, fuck, I could really go for a fucking fish taco. You hope there's green beans, fish tacos, pico de gallo on that fish taco, throw on some lime, and bam. It's just bliss. So good. I think they use, uh, the one at least in uh, El Ranchito, I think they go with cod, is the, or not cod, uh, tilapia. I think that's what they use. I could be wrong. Maybe it is cod. I don't know. Either way. Fucking. Apparently there's no (laughs) fish taco vending machine. I didn't find a a fish taco vending machine anywhere. Uh, I feel like I'm going to regret this one too, but I'm going to go ahead and look up crazy. I know I've looked this up before in the podcast, but uh, Japanese vending machines. That's uh, Japan Wonder Travel. It's got a blog here. 15 weird vending machines in Japan. 
which I'm assuming the the panties are going to be on here. Which is a popcorn vending machine? That's that's weird. The <laughs> images on it look like it's from the America in the 1980s. It's, it's got like American flags, like old American flags, <laughs> on this thing. Um, instant noodles and ramen. That's not that strange to have that in a fucking vending machine. I don't think. At least you know, my old job when we had the cups of it. This looks like you can get it just like fucking way more like specialized ramen. Like this is just the shitty little cups that I would get. <laughs> um, dashi. What the fuck is dashi? Uh. If you like cooking Japanese meal, dashi is a absolutely essential. Dashi, which is a soup stock full of umami components, is often used in Japanese soup meals such as oden and udon. Uh, there are different ways to make dashi, uh, but the easiest and quickest way is to get the ready-made dashi. And surprisingly, there is a soup stock vending machine. Uh, there are two types of dashi bottles available for 700 yen each. One with grilled flying fish dashi and the other with katsubushi dried bonito flakes dashi. Buy a bottle of dash, the vending machines, and complete your Japanese cuisine. It is weird. What do you like? You didn't realize that's what it was? Oh yeah, it says it says on the vending machine in English. That's good. <laughs> in big font at the bottom. Do not drink. This is a soup stock. I was wondering because, like, what if a fucking American was like, "Ooh, this is an interesting drink." <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? <sighs> There's ice cream vending machines. This isn't surprising to me. I mean, we have ice cream vending machines here. What's the the special, the weirdness? Okay, how about some ice cream uh, from a vending machine to help you get through the hot Japanese summer? Izaki Glico, a famous Japanese sweets maker, has set up ice cream vending machines called Seventeen Ice Cream. It sells both cone and stick type ice creams and always has 17 to 18 different kinds of ice creams on sale. Don't underestimate the taste of ice cream from a vending machine. There are many flavors for you to select from vanilla ice cream, strawberry ice cream, and chocolate ice cream to grape sherbet, rum raisin. I'm not hearing anything crazy. And caramel ribbon. That sounds pretty awesome. This is the perfect vending machine to buy an ice cream for your children to eat during the hot summer days. This is not weird. <laughs> uh, There's... It's just mainly mainly food. There's some more. There's oden, which apparently warm warm foods. Japanese like to eat during the winter, which it looks like just like canned goods in here. So I guess like a soup. There's toy vending machines, which you know, we sort of have that here, especially if you go to the fucking airport. That's not crazy. Edible insects. Okay, that's a little strange. There's one thing that might give you a bit of a fright in a vending machine that sells edible insects. They sell cans filled with crickets, giant water bugs, tarantulas, and scorpions. Seems that most of them are fried, but they would still take courage from you to buy and eat them. It's not really common to eat insects as a snack, even for Japanese. So the majority of people would react the same as you do. But if you come to Japan and come across an insect vending machine, it's fun to try them if you are curious and have enough courage. Um, alcohol and vending machines. You see, I've seen that in Europe. It's obviously not an American thing, because uh, you know it's hard to uh, validate your age and whatnot. We have a kind of a drinking and driving problem. There's also that. There's to- uh, tobacco vending machines, which used to be a thing here. Again, they you know 
crack down on that because uh, a lot of people die of lung cancer and uh, all that stuff. It's it's kind of, you know, cigarettes are kind of a fucking problem. Ooh, there's a bread vending machine. Crepes. That's a little strange. Uh, French born sweet crepes. That's good stuff. And souvenirs for Tokyo Olympics. Is it still sounding <laughs> souvenirs from there? And most of these aren't real strange. Most of it's just, you know, some food. Which is more food that, like, here would seem, like, kind of odd. But I feel like America's got quite a few vending machines. Like, especially at workplaces now. Like, they're having more involved vending machines. Um... There's fresh seafood. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I would love that. Give me some fucking sushi and shit rolling out of a fucking vending machine. I'm glad my my workplace doesn't have this because, like, fuck me. I would go broke in a week. <laughs> well, there's a rifle? That doesn't look like... Is that a real gun? I feel like that's a... Uh... Japan has, I thought, <laughs> strict gun laws. It looks like BB guns. What is going on here? Lately, the weirdest of all uh, vending machines... Let's just introduce the rifle vending machine. You can find it in front of the game meat restaurant Kimono in Osaka. It's actually not sold and just on the the display, but it surely stands out with the rifle and bullets to get some attention from passerbys. Oh, so you can't actually. That doesn't look like. They look like BB guns, but I guess maybe they are real. That's fucking weird. Um. Yeah, that wasn't too crazy on this list. I feel like they missed the mark. As uh, they missed the mark, cause I mean, they didn't even bring up the panties. Uh, ooh, you can get live rhinoceros beetles. I I've seen these. They they have pizza ones, vending machines, which sounds fucking amazing. There's the honor system umbrellas. That's interesting. Ties. You know, the vending machine, eggs, balls of lettuce. That's funny. Just to go to, like, I'm going to give me a ball of lettuce. Let's go over to that fucking vending machine. Uh, surgical masks. That makes sense, you know, especially in the days of the uh, pandemic and all. It's, uh, you can get dog wigs? That's, okay, now, I'm, I went to a different site, thetravel.com here. They've got some more strange things. This is... I, I, I'm about done reading this shit, but dog wigs here. We, we weren't about to skim over this, gem. Maybe your dog is having a midlife crisis or really admired the latest Lady Gaga video. Lady Gaga. <laughs> and wants to sport a similar look. We don't really know why these exist, and honestly, it's probably the very last thing any dog truly wants to wear. Most pets don't like things on their head. Regardless, if you should find yourself in a situation in Japan where you need a costume change for your canine... These machines do exist. Personally, if we want to turn our pets into people, we'll stick with Photoshop the good old-fashioned way. Floral arrangements, origami. Uh, canned coffee endorsed by Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> canned T-shirts. 10-kilogram bags of rice. You can get your future out of a vending machine. There's a... Transforming cola. <laughs> uh, that's that's weird. Uh, oh, they're self-freezing slushies. That's that's kind of interesting. 
board games, business cards. Again, they didn't bring up the panties. I'm surprised. When you're talking about just weird shit. Like, I'm thinking of, the, you know, the fucked up stuff. And, uh, and I'm not seeing it here. Either way, yeah. Japan. It would be a hell of a trip, man. It would be a hell of a trip. That would be... I would imagine... I can't imagine going to Japan and not having some crazy stories out of that. That, you know, maybe would surpass shitting the bed in Russia. So maybe I'd finally have something to talk about. Hopefully it wouldn't involve shit. Though, you know, I'm in Japan. I'm probably hitting up some suspect (laughs) vending machines. It's a good chance I might get dysentery or something. You know, not being accustomed to some of these strange foods. And maybe I didn't see the the soup stock warning, and I drank the soup stock, and, you know, it just didn't sit well with me. There could be, you know, some unfortunate events happening in Japan. But, man, it it would be fun to to go to, like, Tokyo and... uh, and and just be like uh <laughs> dress up like a you know a Godzilla character and and like destroy a fake set <laughs> Rodan or whoever uh yeah i guess that's all i got uh i uh, hopefully today we'll go see uh, the new guardians of the galaxy with muffin man as uh could potentially be happening but uh th- that's really all i've gotten hopefully that's that's a good film And uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.